Hey everyone, welcome to episode 6 of the Blue Collar Podcast. Um, first off, I'm going to say a lot of people have messaged me what happened to uh, episode 4. Truth is, episode 4, Jason and I said fuck so many times that it got flagged and it was not distributed to all the places that you listen to this podcast at. So I'm working on... Um, either coming up with a a different option to um, maybe have it restricted to age or something like that. I just think that they don't really want to support that kind of shit on their, uh, their platform. So worst comes worse. If it comes back and they say, no, um, we'll do another podcast and uh, we'll make it that much better for you guys having to wait. But um yeah, that was actually a pretty good podcast. Jason and I uh, just shoot the shit. We had some uh, pretty good laughs and some pretty good stories as always. Um, episode 5, if you haven't checked that out yet, that was all on anxiety. I did uh, a fairly heartfelt podcast on uh, all kinds of anxiety disorders and uh, kind of explained what I've been going through. Um, over the past uh, almost 13 years now there's um, yeah I kind of made it to help people understand where I'm at and where others are at with their anxiety kind of uh, what we have to deal with on a daily basis and um, hopefully help people that do have it understand that there's a lot of people out there just like them they're they're not just some uh, outcast weirdo that has something wrong with them in their head but there's it's a very common thing but do yourself a favor and go and listen to that podcast because it it took me a lot to actually do that one um i haven't actually opened up like that about my anxiety and panic disorders and stuff like that with uh with anybody except for uh counselors really and maybe a couple of close friends so definitely go and check that out it's all on uh Spotify and Podbean, uh, YouTube. I actually did it um, on Instagram Live. I did the whole thing live, start to finish. Um, I don't think I got the whole thing. I think it was cut off maybe a couple minutes short in the end just because it was an hour long. But definitely go and check it out. I put the video up on YouTube. It's a bit hard to to watch, but I think it'll... uh, some really good content in there you definitely have to check it out but there's um today's podcast obviously by the title you could tell it's all on the uh the dreadful layoff season um all the the blue collar tradesmen and tradeswomen are for the most part we're all laid off a lot of us got lucky and got um you know positions in uh in the oil field maybe went up to the pipeline um maybe stayed in the city and um got some spots doing snow removal but even right now you know it's we're at the point right now and i'm gonna be cutting my grass again pretty soon i was just outside this morning having a coffee and I was looking around and my grass is actually pretty green. It's been very mild here. So unless you got lucky with a, a spot that pays, um, a salary. So like a, a set amount, no matter what 
it snows and then you get um, X amount of dollars for X, your your extra hours that you put in. So say if it does really snow, say you get uh, 1500 bucks a month, but then you worked, you know, 100 hours that month or something like that, then you're going to get uh, an extra amount of money on top of your salary, which is actually a pretty nice way of doing it. You will do all right, but even on uh, on salary, you're you're not going to make as much as if you're on uh, employment insurance. So it's a trade off. Either you want to keep busy and then maybe have another job on the side, then you could do it that way as well. Um, there's a lot of pride in being a tradesman, tradeswoman. I'm just gonna say tradesman, and everybody will know what it is or being in the trades I guess so nobody's getting all huffy and puffy and pissed off with me um being in the trades there's a lot of pride to it that's a lot of people say you know you know why don't you find a a different job that's year-round that's more secure and honestly I don't fucking want to I I really like I enjoy the work that I'm doing I I like the the pride in seeing a big project coming together and a lot of the projects that I work on are uh, going to be around forever like these these big highways uh, big highway projects uh, wetlands and ponds I'm putting up communities and just you name it it's it's going to be there forever and you know, later on, I could tell tell my family when I'm old, just be like, hey, you know, back in the day, I made this or I had my hand in this project. So it is a really nice thing to uh, to be a part of. Um, the whole pride thing is you don't want to settle for a job that you're not going to be happy at. I know a lot of us by, you know, September October in the year after you know busting our ass all year and dealing with just nonsense people we're kind of sick of the job and they say you know I want a new job and I want to do something different I'm fucking tired of this but let's be honest who leaves everybody's always coming back everybody always loves it they come back in the spring and they're just bright eyed and bushy tailed they love it so whenever you say you're gonna quit we know you're full of shit um, dealing with, uh, being laid off, you know, a lot of us get laid off and, you know, it, it all depends on the weather out here. It's my God, anywhere from October till Christmas, like the week before Christmas, it all depends. Um, I've seen snow as early as fucking September, start of September, you know, first, second week of September, we got like a foot of snow and we're using the, the dozers to clear snow off the haul road so we keep hauling because, you know, the ground's not frozen yet, so fucking might as well just keep on giving her. But the I think the average, the average for uh, getting laid off is like December, start to start of December till, you know, the week before Christmas, say around the 20th or something like that. But from then until breakup is, you know, if you're lucky on the lucky side, it's like the end of March, start of April, which is usually normal. Um, like this year, we're not really getting a winter, but it was very cold outside. So, um, 
the frost could leave the ground pretty quickly. Um, a lot of other trades are, you know, people are making asphalt and stuff with that. They could fire up usually in March, April. It all depends, sometimes even May. Um, it all depends on the, the temperatures and uh, concrete workers. you got to make sure that your temperatures are get high enough at night that it's not going to um, allow your concrete to cure too quickly and crack and all that good shit. And then you got to bust it all out and report, which is not uh, not efficient or financially acceptable in any company. So, um budgeting your your money through the whole year that's um something everybody's always trying to work on and come up with uh different schemes um different ways to make the the winter months easier there's you know if if you're not lucky enough like if you're working late into the year um chances are all the spots for the winter work are going to be filled already. So if you come up with an idea, say working longer in the year, you could make enough money to have like a fallback, like a a plan B for the winter. Like for an example, I had um, set myself up. I bought a backpack blower for just uh, clearing snow off sidewalks you know even if it doesn't snow very much even just a trace you know like one centimeter of snow you're going to be out there with your backpack blower like it's shitty work it's cold you're getting snow blasted in you it's usually windy as fuck but it actually pays pretty good so that was the the outlet I was going to start out with this winter you know uh, I've seen it anywhere from 30 to $60 an hour. It depends on how much demand there is for, uh, for those backpack blowers with the, uh, with the labor to run them. So doing something like that, you could always start off small, just buy one backpack blower. I bought uh, a used one that was in really, really good shape. I actually never even got to use it because, uh, it had burnt in the garage. So, um, but I paid, uh, you know, like some around three or 400 bucks, something like that for it. And I could have ran that and taken some of my earnings from that and bought another one, have hired somebody to run that and just went like that. Could have got a, a nice little crew of, uh, crew of laborers together and actually made some pretty decent money over the winter. You know, those, uh, those backpack blowers, get kept pretty busy over the winter so um just an example that's uh one way that you could make some money obviously my route didn't go very well so um but next year i could try again um over the year i could be buying things and uh kind of set up a little uh little side business for myself um but yeah, budgeting through the year, I know it's, I understand that it's really hard. You know, once you're working, you're making some good money, you kind of want to reward yourself, you know, 
uh, buy yourself something, you know, maybe you got some projects on the go, you want to work on your vehicle, you know, you end up having uh, maintenance and stuff with that that didn't get done over the winter. Um, you've got bills to pay that you, like debts that you accrued over the winter. That's the other thing too is uh, you pile up a lot of debt over the winter. Uh, it happens to all of us. That's the way it goes. But uh, once you have all those debts paid off, you want to be already thinking of the winter it's it's sad to say but you don't want to be stuck in that same situation again you got to break that cycle and uh get yourself ahead of the game i know uh people want to uh like i said reward themselves in the summer i get that i do that too you know you want to go on a camping trip or you want to go fishing or hunting or some of that take the family out on a vacation by all means have at her but Always keep in mind what your next step is for your your finances when it comes down to that time when uh, your boss pulls everybody aside and says, you know, Friday's the last day. Thanks for a good year. You guys did great. It's it's kind of like a pat on the back, and then as soon as he walks away, he smacks you in the face. So there's uh, lots of things to consider. You know, you could be one of those dickheads that puts all your money into a savings account. But that's just numbers. It's not a uh, a tactile feel. Like you can't, you know, hold your money when you want and admire it and say, hey, this is this is my hard work. This is what I worked for. And I'm going to keep adding to it and adding to it. So my idea would have been to buy a safe and just have that bitch bolted to the fucking ground or bolted in your basement. But preferably somewhere where you could keep an eye on it where people aren't going to be you know noticing where it is and if you got guns fuck it you could just put it in your front window if you want but having uh somewhere to physically have your money and see it we're kind of losing the meaning of what money is the the concept of money is still a fucking stupid thing because it's just paper and numbers basically but being able to physically see your money stacking up that's a really great feeling i found and i started using um using my my debit cards and visas and stuff like that a lot less and been using cash and i found that i've been spending a whole lot less money i don't know what it is i think it's you know when you pull your wallet out and you're just like hey there's this much money in here and then a week later you're like hey there's this much money in here but if you're just using your card all the time, you don't like, yes, you see the number in your bank account, but it's, it doesn't register in your head about how much it means to, to have that. And I think that's something that I'm going to keep going forward with is using cash more. It's kind of like giving yourself an allowance and you could see physically how much you have. But, um, so there's lots of different things that you could do. Um, bettering yourself within your trade. Um, if you are on EI, a lot of people already know that there's um, all kinds of uh, government funding and stuff like that so that you can get, um, uh, get your tickets and do training courses and stuff with like that, your first aid and um, 
you know, fall rest, confined spaces, hoisting rigging, a lot of them I've been doing over the winter, just to, it just, it gives you an upper hand on other people as well. And it, it betters you at your own job as well. You're going to be a lot more confident in shit that you are doing. Um, there's also a bunch of programs where they'll, uh, they'll put you in a, a secondary trade. I can't remember how that goes, but anyways, you look it up on those stupid, the, the Canada websites, they're absolutely awful to, to navigate around. I already know I'm right there with you, but the, um, there's a secondary trade programs anyways, where they'll put you in a course that will set you up to work in another field. So if you've never worked in the oil field before, I know that they have programs for that. So you can um, actually, you know, get accepted to work in places like that, maybe up on the pipeline or in the oil patch. Um, Suncor, I believe. I can't remember what the, the other program was, but it's like uh, for women that want to work in the oil field. And that's a, a female specific program. But I thought that that was a pretty cool idea to be able to have that option for people. Um, trying to keep busy over the winter is another thing. I know I talked to a lot of my friends and you know, I, I talked to one friend the other day and I asked him, I said, hey, what have you been up to? And he's like, oh, I've been busy, I'm trying to keep busy, basically. I thought that was kind of neat how we worded it because it's very true. Um, there's, you know, a lot, a lot of people usually have, uh, you know, their wife gives, gives them like a honey do list, you know, you got all this stuff to do and you pick away at it. Um, but a lot of people like myself kind of keep up on all those things. I, I always need to keep busy doing anything really. So when it comes down to the winter, you know, I got like two weeks of things to do and then I've got jack shit to do for the rest of the winter. That's kind of um, why I started doing the podcast because I just needed something to keep my mind occupied, keep busy. Um, a lot of people are like playing video games and shit like that. that. That's pretty cool. It's, I do it as well. It's, if you're not buying games and stuff like that, you're not really spending any money. But that that uh, really affects your your health and mental health in the long run. It's not good for you to be sitting around all day and stuff like that. Um, that's another thing as well is um, your health and uh, mental wellness. Uh, a lot of people are getting uh, depressed in the winter months just because of the, um, lack of sun, uh, being outdoors, uh, being social, doing things with people. Um, there's, uh, SAD, which is a, uh, a seasonal disorder. It's, uh, just basically lack of vitamins from the sun. Um, there is, uh, therapy and stuff like that, you know, um, I believe there's special lights that you could get for um, 
kind of replenishing your body with those vitamins but i don't think it's very cheap honestly just whenever it is a nice day outside just try and get out and uh, catch some sun the shit's always trying to kill you but you'll die without it as well so it's kind of like a it's kind of like a relationship honestly but trying to uh, keep your mind busy will help with um, trying to avoid being depressed for sure um, keeping up on your diet um, your your intake like what you're putting in your body has a, plays a major role on how you feel you know if you're I understand like money is very tight in these uh, in this situation so you know you're not going to be eating five-star gourmet meals all the time and organic food is absolutely a fucking crime the price of it is just ridiculous i know i'm doing this keto diet and i don't know if i could keep doing this for the full six months that i'm supposed to be doing obviously i'm supposed to to break the cycle like every three to four weeks or something like that but it is unbelievably expensive i don't know how anybody can eat like that for years and years and years they're just like yeah this is my normal diet like you almost got to have a second job just to feed yourself it's crazy but just being aware of what you're putting into your body um keeping an eye on how you're feeling um uh, working out not everybody has a, a gym in their house but just doing simple exercise in your house just to kind of keep yourself limber you could be doing fucking be really nice with your wife and just be like hey do you want to do some yoga that shit will fuck you up really quickly i've been doing um a type of yoga it's more like a yoga meditation just trying to uh, control my anxiety lately but holy shit and there's old ladies that are doing it and they will just they will destroy you at yoga it doesn't matter how good of shape you think that you're in you're not in that good of shape it's it's really good for you to keep an eye on your physical health your um keep your fitness levels up so when and when you do go back to work you're in fucking great shape you're not all waterlogged and fucking full of beer foam and garbage skip the dishes food from the whole winter you're fucking you're set and you're ready to go and that's going to affect how you feel through the whole year as well you're not going to be you know when it whenever i was going back to work the first you know week you're just so sore and you haven't used muscles for you know three four months you just generally just feel like garbage you get home and you fucking you can't even have something to eat or take a shower you just crash on the couch and wake up the next morning and it's even worse so keeping in shape especially the last month or two before you head back to work that's really really important um i know a lot of people are always um you know when it gets to the winter time uh, during the summer you know a lot of these places that we work in are drug tested and for obvious reasons I do agree with it I don't want to be working alongside somebody that was you know that's fucked up on something at work that's really bad feeling um, 
you don't want to be that person either you know hit somebody that has got kids and you know they're not able to uh hold their kids for the rest of the summer because you know they've got uh brain damage or some of that you hit them with a bucket or swing a load into somebody it happens very very quickly um but during the summer drugs are usually off limits and when it gets to the winter a lot of people start to use them again that's fine it's your own time i've i've had my point in life where i was like that as well um but everybody knows the same time every single year when you're going back to work before you go back to work or get to work you always have pre-employment drug testing everybody knows this and every single year it gets down to that point and everybody's fucking panicking oh i need uh i need drug tests i need uh i need cleanses and stuff like that that's great that's a uh, it's good that you want to clean yourself up and make sure you're ready, but not the fucking week before. Like, sometimes you'll get a call early, which is great. You're going to get back to work early. So, sometimes you need a cleanse kit, and I'll tell you later where to get those. But, there's, um, just be better prepared. You know that that time is coming, just stop smoking weed or whatever drug of choice that you're doing hopefully nothing else because don't be that kind of person that's just not good for anybody it's not good for yourself um being prepared to to go back to work is a, a big thing literally just have all your shit in a pile ready to go and then when the day comes, you don't have to say, oh, well, maybe like in a week or something like that. They, as soon as you say something like that, they know. They're just like, yeah, you you probably smoked a fucking big joint this morning. Okay. But if you're going to be in these trades, you know what the rules are now. They're not as strict as they used to be. I believe there's like a, a tolerance level to having your system. A lot of companies are straying away from the... Um, the piss tests and they're going to the fring the fingerprint so it goes through um i believe it picks it up in the oils in your skin so um you got a little bit of wiggle room in there but just be on the safe side and just like don't do it for like say the last month just completely cut it off you'll be fine you're not going to die or anything. And it's actually, it feels really good not smoking weed for like a little period of time. It just kind of gives you like a, a little reset. You clean your system out. And then when you do smoke again, holy shit. Fucking hang on to yourself because you're going for a ride. It's a it's a, a different feeling when you do do that. Um, or you could be like me and... Uh, smoke this straight up cbd it's actually great stuff it feels amazing i've got a lot of um, different pains uh, my knees have been really bad for years now and uh, my hands as well just from uh, working out in the cold um, freezing my hands to tools you know i've broken almost all my fingers probably more than once 
and I'm starting to develop carpal tunnel in my wrists from uh, running heavy equipment and lifting things that I shouldn't be lifting because that's the the first point where you're picking something up all that stress is going to be right in here in your wrist so just uh using proper uh safe work practices is the way to go on that do as i say not as i do for sure but the uh the cbd is fucking incredible i i love it it doesn't quite help with my anxiety i'm sure it does to some point but um yeah you never really know what these uh dispensary weeds just uh but for sure like uh, the stuff that i smoke is uh 0.0% thc and the uh, the cbd content is 8% so um yeah i haven't smoked weed in a long time i might have had like a puff or two in like maybe the past year or so but i've i've been on this cbd ever since um my anxiety just got to the point where i couldn't manage it anymore like uh i i smell somebody smoking weed and i have to leave and go to fresh air right away because it just doesn't agree with me at all anymore um which is fine. I I honestly don't really miss it. I don't miss getting blasted, stoned, and fucking having zero motivation to do anything. But I do love this um this CBD, and I'll get into uh, where I got this pipe in a little bit here. There's a nice little story, um, or where you can buy these pipes because don't buy it from where I got it from. Uh, this is a very, very nice pipe, but there's a better place to get them. But I'll tell you about the story in a little bit. Um, I'm going to have a little huda here. There's, um, so yeah, back to the whole um, layoff here. It's, it's a really shitty thing to have to go through every single year. I know uh, a lot of my friends, every time I talk to them, it's, you know, the same thing they're they're just in this depressed rut of not working and it it affects everybody around them as well that's uh, so i try and just not really talk about it anymore um everybody knows you don't really have to say anything to them if they knew that you were working it'd be a different story you would just be like, hey, I'm back to work, you know. I'll keep an eye out for something for you or whatever the fuck it is, you know. Go fuck yourself. You're lazy. Who knows? But just trying to keep your spirits up over the winter and try not to drive your fucking spouse completely up the wall because you're hanging out all the time. You know, a lot, a lot of people are really good with that. You know, they're helping out. Maybe they're taking care of the kids for the winter, giving the wife a break. So then, you know, the the roles get flipped in the summer anyway. So, you know, you're, you're supposed to be taking care of the kids and probably still going to work as well while, while you're working. So it's, it's a give and take all around. Um, yeah, trying to live on 
employment insurance is the the fucking cruelest thing that you could do to somebody that has worked their bag off all year. I don't understand it. It's oh my god. Cuz I believe like top EI is somewhere around like 900 nine and a half somewhere around there every two weeks which doesn't sound that bad but when especially here in Alberta that's not a lot of money at all that's fucking what you get in a month is a really bad paycheck for two weeks so you've definitely got to cut back on your your lifestyle uh, cutting back on unnecessary bills um Maybe don't cut your Netflix off or else you're going to fucking lose your mind. But just things like that, things that you don't absolutely need. Just start right from your from your necessities. Have those paid and then whatever's left, you know, you got you always got to think food, water and shelter. You got those three things. You're you're good to go. But. Um, anything aside from that, like you shouldn't be, uh, you know, fucking spending money on drugs and drinking and stuff with that. Well, sometimes it's all right, you know, have a beer, try and forget about all the shit that you're going through. It's kind of nice sometimes, but everything's good in moderation. Try not to go too excessive on it, but you're, you're definitely not alone with not having money there's uh fuck i can't remember what the hell the unemployment rate is right now it was something ridiculous so i think it was like six percent or seven percent right now which is fucking astronomical for alberta anyways one sec some good old cbd there's um so there there are options out there for kind of making your your winter layoff a little bit more manageable um look into them use every every uh government program that you possibly can you know our money is taken from us to go towards stuff like that so we might as well take advantage of things like that um when you're getting back to work Everybody's always, you know, it's always in March, okay? I'll get right into this. It's always in March that you start getting fucking, like, everybody is so determined to get back to work first. You're, everybody, all your buddies and work buddies and stuff like that are all calling you every, you know, fucking every day twice a day everybody's texting you and stuff like that just like hey you ever have you heard anything about work yet just like no as soon as you hear something about work your boss will call you there's they've got so much shit going on in those few months prior to calling everybody back they're they're definitely not being dicks i get it Uh, a lot of people want to do um kind of pester their boss to get them back to work because they think it's going to be um look good on their part that they're ambitious to to get back to work they they all understand that you want to get back to work 
it's it's definitely not their first year that they've had to deal with people and you're not the only one either just imagine how many times somebody calls them say company's got um i'll use an unnamed company as an example say this company has 800 people and say 700 of them are laid off for the winter imagine how many calls that office is getting on a daily basis in march to get back to work that person's probably going to want to jump out the window at some point if it doesn't stop that's why a lot of the a lot of them just shut their phones off or they'll they'll post up a message on social media saying when we're ready we will call you stop fucking calling us i i would honestly lose my goddamn mind i wouldn't want to have it i wouldn't fucking deal with it whatsoever so just be patient everybody's going to get called back and i'm sure as soon as somebody does get called back they're going to let everybody know and say just like hey you know there's some stuff happening things are starting to fire back up you know keep your phone close to you keep your ringer on and you're probably going to get a call soon that's how it always works but don't don't be pestering your boss that's going to drive them fucking insane and you never know they might just not call you just be like this dickhead's fucking annoying i don't want to deal with him I'm definitely not going to deal with it. But, um, oh, yes. Okay, so, I'm having a smoke because my nerves are shot. Um, so, these pipes, they are, it's an amethyst crystal. And it's carved into a pipe. It's actually a very, very beautiful thing. It's it's like a nice little piece of artwork. Um, I got this at a different store, but they have ones nicer that aren't um, like pitted and chipped and cracked and shit like this. They have much nicer ones at a place called uh, The Next Level in Calgary. Now they got an online store as well and they deliver. This place is... It's like Amazon for all of your weed supplies, to be honest with you. There's, oh my God. A lot of people have been asking where Jason and I got those vapes from. The I think his is gray and mine's black. And they got the, the white tip on it, the, the pod. Um, you get them from here at uh, the next level. And the, the website is thenextlevels.ca. That's levels with an S because there's multiple, there's three stores in Calgary. Um, the one is in Forest Lawn on 17th. Uh, there's another one in Boness, uh, right near uh, Hexter's, that pub. It's actually a pretty cool place. I used to go there when I lived in Boness. And there's another location in Queensland in the southeast, I believe. Yeah, all all three places are super nice. It's almost worth it to even go in. Like, you got to go and buy some papers. Fucking go in there. Just have a look around. Some of the pieces that they have there are complete, just unbelievable pieces of artwork. There was one that I fell in love with, but I'd never be able to afford it, even as an art piece. There's one, it's a heart. And it's got all the, like, it's all blown glass and it's, my god i don't even know how really big it is it's been a while since i've seen it but it's it's fairly big 
And I don't know if it's a bong or a dab rig. You'll have to go in and check it out. But it's it's a heart and it's got like all the the arteries and valves and it's all different colors. It's it's a beautiful, beautiful piece. Uh, they got all kinds of stuff like that. They've got these uh, these dab rigs. Um, some of them were South Park. I honestly wanted to just buy them just to have them have them on a shelf somewhere because they were so well done. Um, they've got uh, that's what I was saying about um, planning yourself for your drug test in the springtime. If you do end up getting a a very early call that you weren't expecting, you know you you waited all winter to smoke a joint you finally smoked one and you get that call you're just like hey can you come in for a drug test tomorrow or something like that these guys have uh detox kits um i've used them before just uh because my body wouldn't get rid of the the thc a, f- a few years ago i had gotten them um there was a it was a seven day cleanse that I had done and you just, you take these capsules every day. I think, uh, two or three times a day. There was actually quite a few capsules that you have to take every day and you just drink lots of water and it just cleans you out. It cleans you out really, really well. Um, if you have, uh, if you're really lean, you retain fat, like whatever fats that you do have or you've smoked for a long time and you're changing a job, it's a, a good idea to get a really good, like a seven or 10 day detox kit and just flush that out of your body or else you could go up to like two to three months. Um, I was at like a month and a half and I was still, um, uh, my piss test was still over like 50 nanograms, which is fucking still pretty crazy because I believe the, the allowances for some companies is like 80 nanograms which is still you know as long as you're not like stone taking your your piss test i think you're fairly okay um but yeah definitely go to the next level check out their website first and then just go down to the store or they deliver as well um, within the city they're like super, super nice people. It's um, Jason's uh, uh, sister and brother-in-law have owned the store, um, all three of them. And they're very, very nice people. If you go in there, tell them to say hi. Um, tell them I sent you if you want, whatever floats your boat. Um, great people. You got to support local businesses because that's, can you imagine a world with no local businesses everything's all online what the fuck would there be in town you just drive around and it's just corporate companies and shit everywhere it's depressing you don't get the same you don't get the same feel from say amazon that than you do from walking into a, a store that's family owned and you don't get as good quality as stuff either i'm sure it I've never looked on Amazon if they have bongs, but I'm sure if they did, they would be fucking garbage. They'd probably just show up smashed to your door, like, automatically. But they've they've got everything from, you know, bongs and papers, uh, stuff for people that do dabs. I don't know a whole lot about it, but I know that they have everything, and they know everything about them. So definitely 
go and check them out. And they got drug tests as well to make sure that you're going to piss clean when you head back to work. So go and check them out. The next levels.ca. We got three stores, Forest Lawn, Bonus, and Queensland. Um, the other thing I was going to mention is um, we've got a GoFundMe set up for the podcast and every every dollar that is donated goes directly into the studio um majority of it i've paid for myself some things i had from when we were recording music for dibs um but a lot of it wasn't compatible for doing a podcast so i had to um upgrade some mics we got some of these uh blue snowballs they're actually great great mics this is the one that you usually hear when uh dibs and uh, jason are on with me um we got two of those now and i kind of made do with the one that i had when uh my brother was recording his music in here um a few things that we do need is um seating we are really fucked for seating right now. Um, that's actually the next thing that's going to be uh, the GoFundMe is going to be used for is some seating. I'm using an old office chair right now and it makes so much racket and it drives me insane and everybody else that listens to the podcast. So I apologize in advance for that. It's fucking horrible. But we do need some office chairs. If somebody wants to donate some too, I am super happy with that as well. Um, even some decor, somebody wants to, uh, support the, the podcast, bring some stuff down, make it like a a nice little studio for everybody to come into. The other thing is if you want to, uh, suggest anything for the podcast, any topics, you want to leave some feedback, um, all the social media, um, you can message me pretty much any time I always reply um, if you have any suggestion for somebody that wants to be on the podcast and even if they aren't in Calgary or they can't make it here I have a setup that we can um, do remote podcasting and it literally sounds like that person is right here in the studio with us so that's actually uh, a nice little feature that I've uh, accrued in the past couple weeks um, the other thing is on Saturday, we're going to have a podcast with my brother, um, that way he's in Ontario. So we're going to have a really, really great po- podcast on Saturday, probably night. So Saturday night, Sunday morning, I'll have the podcast up for everybody to listen to. That's going to be really, really interesting. And we're going to have a lot of fun doing that. So make sure you, um, uh, Follow us on all the social media. It's uh, the Blue Collar Podcast on Facebook, on YouTube. Like I said, I got some stuff put up on YouTube now. Um, Spotify, uh, the Blue Collar Podcast. If you need links for anything, message me or comment on anything. Um, Podbean is uh, the hosting uh, platform that we're using. They are distributing the the podcast to all kinds of uh, different platforms like uh, Pandora and Spotify and stuff like that. I'm still waiting for the podcast to be approved for Apple Podcasts. If anybody 
has a podcast out there and they know a better way of getting onto Apple Podcast, fucking hit me up because I've been waiting for a month now to be approved and they said that it could be anywhere from three hours to three weeks. So it's kind of like waiting for the cable guy to show up. Just like anywhere from, you know, nine to seven, Monday to Friday, I might be there. It's fucking horrible. But I hope everybody enjoyed the podcast. Um, Hopefully people are learning. Probably not. It's probably just entertaining because you're sitting at home on uh, EI right now, just like me. So thanks for listening, everybody. And we're going to have another podcast later today. Thanks.